Welcome this Monday morning as we continue in God's Word in Genesis as we look at the beginning of things as as we help to set some groundwork on, on how we look at the world today and, and what's happened in the past and, and what's going to happen in the future too. So here we see uh, that the at the end of the flood in chapter 8 of Genesis, it's a wonderful gospel message that says, but God remembered Noah. Um, thank God for God's memory and his remembering of us. And, and here's the thing, when I remember something, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to do something about it. But it, when, it's, when it says either God hears, God remembers, God speaks, it means something's going to happen too. There's always, the two always go together. It isn't just to remember, oh yeah, I remember, and now I'm going to go off and do something else. So remembering means he's going to fulfill a promise and he's going to keep it. Just as when he speaks, when he says something, it's going to happen. When he says he hears us, it means he's going to do something about it too. Uh, Jesus said to us, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Um, don't just be hearers of the words, but be doers. That's God with us. And so when God says he hears us, when he says he remembers us, we know that there's action that goes along with that. And, and thank God for that. So God remembered Noah. How does he remember Noah? He stops the flood. He makes it now with, with the wind to come along, verse 1, to blow over the earth. And so that the waters start to subside. And they do. And, they, uh, and he closes up. Notice verse 2 reminds us again that this flood was more than just from the rain. He had opened up the deep. The waters came from below. There must have been unique waters that came from the heavens as well along with the rain he mentions all three of them there and it says just as he did at the end of chapter 7 150 days uh, the waters began to abate the ark rests on Mount Ararat. Uh, it tells us in verse 4, we don't know for sure where that's at today. We have a pretty good idea where that might be at. But I know people have been trying to locate the ark, trying to find that mountain, all that kind of stuff. Um, here's the thing. By faith, I believe God's word. I believe that the uh, uh, the flood actually happened as God described it here. If we happen to find that box that they were in, that ark that they were in, that's fine. If we don't, um, that's fine too. Um, I believe it. Uh, but what we see is the effect of a flood upon this earth in so many things in our topography that we have in this world. Um, and we talked about that some in, in the past couple of days. So it says at the end of 40 days, verse 6, that Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made. So the ark must have had some kind of like, well, what we would liken to a, a, a skylight. And, and Noah opens that uh, to make sure it has stopped raining. In a minute he, or in a little while, he's going to actually open that and look out and see that there is dry ground there. Um, he's cautious about that. Obviously, think if you'd gone through 40 days and 40 nights of a flood upon the earth and rocking in that boat, and you can imagine the sounds and all that was going on, uh, you'd probably feel a little bit like that too. You'd be pretty cautious about what you're going to do. But again, God's communicating with Noah. Here's Noah walking with God and God walking with him. Uh, uh, just as God speaks to us yet today, speaking to you right now in the word of God and telling you about his faithfulness, what he wants from us, what he requires of us, what the covenant is with us. Um, so Noah had the, the same thing too, and, and he knew what to do. And God commands Moses, or Noah in verse 15, now I want you to go out from the ark. Now who's there with you? You, your wife your sons, and also your son's wife. So there's the eight that we read about earlier uh, in Genesis. And they're to bring it out, and now we're to restart again. He says, be fruitful and multiply. And then and then he comes out um, from the ark there. If you add the numbers there, uh, he's on the ark for a little over a year. A year and about 11 days is how long he's on the ark. That's a long time. Imagine all that's happened in that time, and yet God's been faithful to, to them. Uh, they had to be patient and wait upon that to happen, uh, just as 
as we do too, uh, but, but God's going to keep his uh, promise. And so Noah, since he walks with God and realizes where this flood came from, God's protection for him, he does what you and I do on a regular basis too, on a daily basis as well as a week, weekly basis. We come to God in prayer. On a weekly basis, we worship God, and that's what he does. He builds an altar to God uh, to thank God for, for protecting him and watching over him. This might be one of the reasons why he was to take extra of the of the clean uh, birds with him on the ark. If you remember that from chapter, uh, uh, chapter 6. And, and here he's got then to be able to offer a sacrifice. Why is it pleasing to God? For the same reason that Abel's sacrifice was pleasing to God, because Noah brings it by faith. Noah's not trying to uh, somehow pay God back. There's no way he can pay God back for his goodness, just as, as the sacrifices we make for God in our lives. The love we show people, the, the going out of our way, the extra mile, the shirt off our back, is in no way to try to, we can't possibly pay God back. Um, but we can show our thanks and praise and our recognition that he's the one that gave everything uh, in the gifts that we give and a recognition of the fact that just as God has been faithful in the past, he's going to be faithful to us right now. But notice in the end, nothing's changed. At the end of uh, verse 21, still the intention of man's heart is evil from its youth. Um, that's so different than in, in the uh, first two chapters of Genesis where God looked at all that he had made and behold, it was very good. Here we see the continued effect of chapter three. This flood didn't wash away what's truly in man's heart. We're going to read about that even with Noah uh, here in a couple of chapters too. Um, God's going to need to intervene and he's going to in his son, Jesus Christ, just as he promised back in chapter three uh, in the, uh, the curse against Satan, that one is going to come from from Eve's line, uh, he is going to crush Satan's head. Um, still, God's going to do that. But Noah is an example to us of faithfulness amidst the turmoil we go through in life, of God's faithfulness to us, and how we can trust him in all of his uh, promises. Again, look at chapter 8. Uh, look at the details uh, of how God works this uh, and the time frame um, and, and God being faithful and true to his promises to us. So God, God bless you as you continue to read.